Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, Heaps Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that you're getting here, guys, go hit that subscribe button. Go like, go comment, go share, go tell everybody about it. Also, if you're hearing this on a podcast, go give me a like, a comment, a five-star review. Helps out so much, man. But today, we're going to talk about the director of recruiting, Brandon Harris, basically turning down the NFL, turning down the job to be the quarterback's coach for the Los Angeles Rams. And where does that happen at, guys? That should tell you something about the culture here and what Steve Sarkeesian is bringing here to the University of Texas. But prior to us getting to talking about Brandon Harris, we are going to talk about the previous director of recruiting, that is Brian Carrington. Um, So guys, he just left here maybe like three or four weeks ago. He's going to USC. So he's going to, um, you know, basically take a job that's going to give him a little bit more, you know, in-depth knowledge, coaching ability, things of that nature that he wasn't going to get here at Texas. So if I'm not mistaken, Brian Carrington is the assistant running back coach at USC. And it makes a lot of sense for him to go there, right? We got a bunch of our old staff actually left here prior to Tom Herman's last, like, mega firing event where he fired seven coaches and hired seven new coaches. But a few of those coaches actually went out to USC and they are coaches out there now. So Brian Carrington follows those guys just a year later. And we know what Brian Carrington meant here to the program. He was a hell of a recruiter. He built a lot of bonds, a lot of relationships with a bunch of recruits. And I think that is the main selling point when it comes to recruiting is the relationships, the bonds, the closeness between you and the parents, the closeness between you and those young men. One thing about Brian Carrington that was good was that he was old enough to be, well, he was young enough to be an older brother. But he was old enough to be like an OG. And if you guys understand what that means, that means that that's somebody that is not quite an elder statesman, but it's somebody that you respect. Somebody that can pretty much come and say something to you to straighten you up when you need to be straightened out and you don't question it because you respect their opinion that much. They're like not in the next generation, but they're like in that halfway generation mark. So, you know, BC is not the age of their father. Um, he's, he's kind of too old to be their older brother, but he is an older brother figure that is there to be able to connect with them and also be able to connect with the coaches. And I think that's what he did. He did a great job of being that guy here at the university of Texas. And so when I first heard that Brian Carrington was leaving, I was like, I was kind of down because I, you know, like I say, guys, this is all built on bonds and relationships and he had some of the best bonds when it came to these recruits if you guys recall when texas was going on a run when it came to recruiting every recruit every recruits parents had something in those recruits you know videos when it came to actually committing here to texas about bc they all had the you know the whole hush emoji right the sh emoji right so everybody understood what BC meant here. He had his own movement. We've never seen anything like this to where we even knew who 
the damn director of any kind of recruiting for any school was. This is the first time in history I think I actually knew who was the head dog for recruiting at Texas or at any school for that. And so BC has a monster year. He helps bring in two or two or three monster classes here at Texas. It's an amazing thing. When I heard that he was going to leave uh, or had the potential to leave, you know, I'm not going to lie, guys. I was like, man, look, I don't want to see BC go, but totally understand it. So happy that he was able to further his career and get a a job as an assistant head coach. Well, I'm sorry, as an assistant running back coach, guys. There we go. Um, So, hey, one thing about leadership is you got to be able to uh, groom, grow, and go. That's what I teach all my folks in my job. I call it the triple G method. Groom. You got to groom those guys to be the best at their job, which if you hey, it was what it was. BC was probably the best director of recruiting at any school in the country because he was the only one that you actually knew his name. Recruits knew his name. Other folks that were trying to get, you know, guys to come to their school were trying to downplay him and trying to use the hush emoji also and, and the should thing, but they they couldn't do it like BC. BC was that guy. So Texas groomed him. They groomed him, made him a great guy at that position. Then they let him grow. They let him grow by when Texas had to fire some coaches and let go of some folks, they let him grow and be in that 10th role as a coach on the field so that he could go travel, you know? So he never actually coached in the game, but he was able to be a coach just for the, just for the simple, you know, sake of just traveling and going to go on the road and recruit folks. We had a really good class that year. Also, after that happened, guys, you got to let your guys go. That's the last G go. Right. And that is the hardest thing as a leader. It's the hardest thing as as somebody who wants to retain talent. But it's necessary if you got a guy who was good enough to you know, spread their wings and be something bigger than what they are. And BC was able to do that, spread his wings and be something bigger than what people here think that he should have been, which I totally disagree. I think BC has the potential to be not only a good coach. You know, just because it's all built on those bonds, I think he's going to have a successful career as a coach, and I'm praying that he does because he did so much for this school, and I'm proud to say that he helped this school for a good three to four years. Hey, BC, hook him, baby. But BC leaves, and he ends up bringing some talent there too, guys. So he actually brought Ingram over there to be the tailback at, um, at um, you know, Southern Cal. You know, so he transferred over from the transfer portal. And also John Bonney. John Bonney, if I'm not mistaken, is either um, a grad assistant or an analyst there, too. So, you know, just the common bonds that are there with BC and, you know, just some previous coaches has also helped bring in talent that used to play here at Texas to either coach there or go play there. And then also BC knows the state of Texas. So it looks like USC is going to try to, you know, deep dive into the state of Texas, right? Just to try to get some recruits. It is the best state to get recruits. It is what it is. But now guys, we're going to talk about the new director of recruiting guys. And that's Brandon Harris. Brandon Harris is man. I like him. He's just 25 years old. He went to LSU He's from my hometown. Hey, I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana. He played ball at Bozier Parkway. Hey, Brandon Harris, if you're listening to this, man, we from the same, we from the same city, man. I'm from Shreveport. I grew up in Motown. I don't know where you grew up at, man. But hey, I'm from Shreveport, man. Hook them. Thank you for being on the staff. But you know, so Brandon Harris uh comes along, um, was an analyst here for like the last couple of years. Uh 
you know, and did a great job. Steve Sarkeesian liked, you know, like basically what he saw once he came on board, you know, interviewed him and actually promoted him to take over BC's old job. And Brandon Harris goes from the road. And what do him and Stan Drayton do? They go and go get Jaden Blue. They go and go get Ruben Owens II, the black unicorn. They were able to bring some guys here. And I think it's because Brandon Harris is also a younger guy. He's only 25 years old. So he's able to connect with these kids because he just played college ball. He played at LSU and he played at North Carolina. And now he's here coaching. Well, actually not coaching now. He's being the, you know, basically the entire director of all the recruiting here in Texas, you know, he is that guy here. So he's building those bonds. He's building all those, just those strong bonds with the, with the players also. And the players seem to love him. And so I love this hire. I'm glad that he's on this team. I thought that we were going to lose him early guys. A lot of speculation, you know, like came out that the Rams wanted to hire him to be the quarterback coach in the NFL for the Los Angeles Rams, guys. Hey, if you are a quarterback or play quarterback in college and played at the highest of levels in the SEC at LSU, at UNC as a grad, you know, um, uh, a transfer, he was the guy in the city of Shreveport in Bossier, went to Parkway High School, guys. This guy was a high four-star recruit. You know, he was one of the top guys in the nation, you know, if not the top dual third quarterback in the nation that year or just one of the top three or so. But this guy had an opportunity to go coach the position that he's played his whole life and go coach at the highest level in the NFL. And he turned that down to come back to Texas because I'm going to tell you what, guys, Sark must be bringing in some dope culture, man, because for somebody to turn down an NFL job, especially at the age of 25, and it says a lot that the coach from the Rams – who is one of those guys who is is like a mastermind when it comes to being on the offensive side of the ball, just an offensive juggernaut. When he wants you to coach his prime position, the quarterback position, that says something. This team was just, what, three years? You know, what, like three years ago they were like in the Super Bowl? You know, so when that guy wants you to come and coach his quarterbacks, that says a lot. That's how much confidence that not only – college ball here at Texas has him, but the NFL has, and they see that he has the potential to be something great. And he turned it down, guys, to come back to Texas. That'll tell you about the culture here at Texas, man. I mean, I'm pumped up about this. I'm pumped up about this season, guys. I'm pumped up about this coaching staff. I'm pumped up about just just the unity that we're seeing here. It's going to be amazing to see what this what this team does this year, not only from the playing standpoint, but from the coaching standpoint. And uh, I'm just pumped, man. So Brandon Harris turns down the NFL to come back to Texas and still be the director of recruiting. And I don't think we're going to miss a step. I don't. He's already just wielding a bunch of recruits. I'm excited, man. Brandon Harris, man, you my guy, man. Shreveport, man. Shreveport, Bossier City, man. Salute to you, baby. Salute to you, man. Um, but on that note, guys, man, Props to BC for getting a, a coaching job at, at USC. Props to Brandon Harris for taking in BC's old job and doing great things with it too. And we expect great things from Brandon Harris. And I think we're going to get a lot of great things from him, man. I'm excited about this season. Drop me a line in the comments, guys, on what do you think about Brandon Harris staying at Texas? Do you like it? I think I do. All right, guys, we're out, man. So you guys know how I always end these, man. I always tell you guys to do you. Don't be afraid to fail. I'll grow your environment. 
understand your brilliance, man. And on that note, man, Nino's Corner, I'm out. Salute.